Did you know that if you belong to an organization or group that plans to overthrow the government by force, coercion, or infiltration, you cannot be a Freemason? What does Freemasonry teach us about loyalty to country? Let's explore patriotism and Freemasonry on this episode of The Winding Stairs. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the art of self-improvement. I'm your host, Juan Sepulveda, and I thank you for taking the time to have this conversation with me about what does it mean to be patriotic in the context of Freemasonry. First, I want to say thank you to all our supporters on Patreon who make programs like this possible. It is people like you who help make a difference in providing quality Masonic education for brothers around the world. More on them later on in the show. I first want to start talking about some definitions just so that we're clear on what we're talking about. First, let's define patriotism. Patriotism can be described as the quality of being patriotic, a devotion to and vigorous support for one's own country. In other words, it's the support of the good qualities and the legacy of your own individual country. Now, this is different than nationalism, which can be defined as identification with one's own nation and support for its interest, especially to the exclusion or detriment of the interest of other nations. I'm going to make an episode where I explore this distinction more in detail in The Gentleman's Brotherhood, which is my other podcast that helps men become better. I'll share links with you later on on that. But let's explore that. Being patriotic is different than thinking of your own country in the exclusion of the benefits of any other country. I understand if you are patriotic and you have a love for your country. And in this episode, we're going to explore a little bit more about what does Freemasonry say about being patriotic? Is, is it important for you to be loyal to your own country? What does it say about it? I'm going to explore even how it mentions in some of the early documentations that we found about Freemasonry. If you're a Freemason or you're familiar with Freemasonry, you'll know that there are certain things that we don't talk about in Lodge. The two that come to mind, which most people know, are religion and politics. We know how divisive it can be for us to engage in those kinds of conversations in pretty much any setting. But in the Lodge, in order for us to preserve the harmony between our brothers, we really don't want to talk about those two things. But would you believe me if I tell you that there's a third thing that we shouldn't talk about within the boundaries of our Lodge? I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, and I have access to uh, documents and ritual from many countries in Latin America, South America, and Europe. And there's a third thing that is encouraged to keep to be kept outside of the lodge, and it is nationality. Can you guess why you are discouraged as a Mason to talk about nationality within the confines of the lodge? For the same reason as the other two, because it brings disharmony. 
it has the potential of separating people and no longer allowing them to meet on the level, which is the desired state that we want in any kind of conversation in Lodge. From the treasures that we find in masonry, we can have access to documents from antiquity. Among them, one of the oldest documents we have that mentions Freemasonry is called the Halliwell Manuscript, also known as the Regius Poem. This is a multiple-page document. It's written in, in rhymes in an old English, and it delineates the origin of masonry, the origin of uh, arithmetic, the origin of different practices in masonry, but it talks about good manners in Lodge. It also talks about moral points of view that we need to espouse. Specifically, it delineates 15 articles and 15 points. The one that I want to draw your attention to is the 14th point that says, a mason must swear to be true to his master, his fellows, and his king. In other words, this point tells you that in order for you to be a good mason, you need to observe loyalty to your king. Granted, we don't live under uh, a royal structure, but the spirit of this particular point is that you need to be loyal to the government. You need to be loyal to the government of your country. You need to be a contributor to your society, but very specifically to be able to be of support to the country that you live in. Now, this is the oldest Masonic document that we have access to. The topic of loyalty to your country, loyalty to, to the king, is part of many aspects of, of Freemasonry. Now, some of you may think, well, this doesn't line up with some of the things I know about Masons, them being nation builders or them being liberators of, tyrann of tyrannical governments. And we're going to elaborate on, on many of those discrepancies on further episodes of The Winding Stairs. So if you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, I invite you to subscribe so that you don't miss when I come out with that episode. We're going to talk about uh, Simon Bolivar, who is also known as the Liberator. Uh, we're going to talk about George Washington and his role in the American Revolution, also in the context of loyalty to country or patriotism, which I think is going to be a very interesting angle. Now, if we explore some more modern documents, you don't have to go too far. You can go as far as the petition to join a lodge. And it may surprise you, but among the questions that you will be asked if you haven't joined Masonry, or if you're a Mason, you may remember answering questions similar to this one. A question that says, do you believe or have you ever believed in the overthrow of the government of the United States of America by force or infiltration, or been a member of an organization who advocates the same? Now, if you were to answer in the affirmative, to this question, you will be completely disqualified for being considered to join the Order of Freemasonry. Why? As leaders of our community, leaders of society, we are to be in harmony with the laws of the land. We need to be able to be in harmony with the laws of our country. We need to be law-abiding citizens if we are to be bestowed with the privilege of becoming a Freemason. Each lapel pin in your collection tells a story. 
Each represents a moment in your Masonic journey. The first time you visited a lodge, that day you made a brother for the first time, or the night you received your first degree. Our pin display apron helps you keep that collection of memories visible and every pin accessible. A beautiful display for your Masonic memories. It hangs on your wall or your closet, ready to help you select the memory to relive the next time you wear your suit. Order yours by visiting thewindingstairs.com. Now, going back to the aspect of what role does patriotism play in Freemasonry once you're inside the fraternity? If you live in the United States, you may be familiar with the fact that most meetings are opened with the Pledge of Allegiance. The flag of the United States is paraded from one side of the lodge to the other. Everybody observes it in reverence and respect and recites the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, it is not a mystery that we have visitors from different countries that come and sit in lodge with us. How do you think they behave whenever this portion of a meeting is happening? Do you think that they challenge it in, a, in an aggressive or disrespectful kind of way? Or do you think that they show a high moral standard and act with reverence and respect? A curious fact about the Pledge of Allegiance is that it was written by Francis Julius Bellamy. Francis Julius Bellamy was uh, a writer. He was a poet. He was a, a celebrated um, intellectual and he was, he was one of the contributors to the Youth Companion. This was a publication that was geared to helping mainly young men in becoming more morally upright, in becoming uh, civic-minded, and in becoming patriotic. Now, if you've heard the Pledge of Allegiance, it has a very specific structure. It has a, a level of respect and reverence to the country. And this publication that he first published, the Pledge of Allegiance, eventually evolved and became uh, more geared towards a broader demographic, including adults. And it eventually became, uh, it was called The Companion. No longer the Youth Companion, but The Companion. Fun fact, Mr. Bellamy was a brother. He was a Freemason. He was a member of Little Falls Lodge number 141, in Little Falls, New York. As I researched some details for, for this episode, I came across so many cool facts that didn't necessarily line up with the topic for today, but I will include them in a further episode. So again, if you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, please do so. And we're going to discuss them because I think it's interesting, especially when we talk about the Pledge of Allegiance and the evolution it has encountered throughout history. It's a very interesting topic that I want to further develop. And I may discuss it in the Gentleman's Brotherhood. So if you don't follow the Gentleman's Brotherhood, please do so today so that you don't miss whenever I come up with more of these episodes. But one point that I wanted to uh, accentuate was the fact that when the Pledge of Allegiance is, is recited, the Pledge of Allegiance is a solemn moment. It's one where if you are in the presence of, of this recitation, you may feel patriotic. You may feel a sense of connection with your country. 
Now, what happens to the brothers that perhaps are disillusioned with some of the decisions that their country has made? Recently, there has been incredible animosity between political parties. There has been a great disharmony in, in every aspect of, of, civ of civility when it comes to um, how people feel about decisions that are made. How should someone act in the moment where there is a Pledge of Allegiance happening despite those, uh, those feelings of, of anger or dissolution? How should they behave? This is something that I want to delve into further because I have witnessed uh, in, in lodges brothers who are American and don't recite the Pledge of Allegiance or perhaps don't put their hands over their heart as it's expected. Now, we don't know the reasons for it unless we engage with them and we talk about them, but we need not let this become a point of disharmony within our lodges. I think it's important that we get to understand brothers better, that we get to ask questions if we see it prudent or pertinent, but harmony should prevail regardless. But in the event that you are discontent with what's happening, one thing you should never sacrifice is the reverence that you show in that moment where other people are displaying their, their pride or displaying their patriotism uh, for their country. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we cannot talk about patriotism without mentioning colonial America. In the late 18th century, the colonies here in North America were going through a rupture against the British government. These were colonies of the British government, but people came together, they were dissolutioned, they took arms, they separated themselves from the British Empire. And this, of course, is a very rich history. And like I said, we're going to talk about more uh, of that topic in further episodes. But I wanted to mention that there's some places that have been pivotal when it came to um, these men to come together and make a decision for the betterment of their country. Again, it's, a, it's such a complicated topic that we can't just discuss all of these things in, in just one episode. But one thing that I wanted to mention is that one of these specific places was the Green Dragon Tavern. If you're familiar with American history, there was an episode where, uh, or a moment in, in our history where people were being affected. They were impacted so heavily by the tariffs and the taxes and the behavior of the uh, of the British monarchy that they engage in some acts of civil disobedience. Among them, the Boston Tea Party. One of the places where people met in order to organize the, the Boston Tea Party is said to have been the Green Dragon Tavern. I invite you to check out some of the posts that I have created in social media, specifically if you go to TikTok or Instagram, you'll see some of the videos that I created about the story of the Green Dragon Tavern. Today I'm wearing the shirt of the Green Dragon Tavern and we have expanded our collection of these items which we hope that if you make them part of your wardrobe, that you wear them thinking about what happened in this country at the time. There's a rich history with the Green Dragon Tavern. As a matter of fact, the Green Dragon Tavern, the upper chambers of it, held the Lodge of St. Andrews. The Lodge of St. Andrews eventually 
became the Grand Lodge of Massachusetts. So the connection of patriotism, of the Revolutionary War, and Freemasonry is deeply, deeply connected. And I think it's very interesting. I think it's something that we need to discuss further. If you want to see that collection and support our show with your purchase, please visit thewindingstairs.com. Uh, we have a hat that is very discreet. If you wear it, may, unless a person sees it and they know the story, they may not know it's Masonic in nature. So you can wear it anywhere and you can perhaps meet a brother and engage in a deep conversation about colonial America. We also have a shirt and we have many other things, but to see them, I invite you to go over to the winding stairs. For those of you who ordered, pre-ordered the shirt and already received it and have expressed your, uh, your admiration for it, your approval by leaving a review in our store, I thank you so very much. If you're interested in supporting the work that we do here in the winding stairs, I invite you to join our exclusive group of patron supporters. They come together and help us every single month put together these episodes. We share with them the episodes before they air publicly, they get access to them. If you join one of our support, uh, if you join the support group in Patreon, you will also get access to exclusive behind the scenes footage. You'll get access to contribute with your voice and your vote about future episodes. And you get some sneak, speak, sneak peeks about future things that are happening. So if you want to learn more, I invite you to go to patreon.com slash As always, I hope that you found this episode edifying, that you find it enjoyable. If you did so, please support it by sharing with another brother or posting it in your website, in your lodge's website. Make sure that other brothers are finding Masonic education uh, within the, the podcast or in, in the different mediums that we offer. As always, thank you so very much for your attention and your time. And until next time, may your steps be firm and your path illuminated as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. <laughs>